G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Most Christians will be aware of the idea that the goal of sharing the gospel with a friend or someone you meet will be to win a new follower of Jesus. It's what Jesus told his disciples when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. Well, it's one thing to lead someone to Christ as a new believer. It's another thing that should follow naturally to make a follower a disciple. Let's spend a few minutes talking about disciples of Christ. Callum Thomas is a disciple maker. In fact, he's called a disciple multiplier. Amongst young Australians, Callum works with Operation Mobilisation's Teen Street and is a national representative for Cape and Ray, Australia. Callum, special welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It's great to be here. Callum, give us a little explanation here. I love that terminology, disciple multiplier. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting term and, and one that I think um, will give great clarity to this idea of making disciples of all nations um, and, and that call for the church. It's a, it's a term that I picked up um, a few years ago. In fact, uh, Dan Spader wrote a, ch- a book called Four Chair Discipling. And uh, as he goes through the book, he describes the fourth chair of the maturity of a believer to be a, a disciple maker, or a disciple multiplier. And I thought, for sure, I would be in that fourth chair, being working uh, working in a, a discipleship-focused Bible school. And uh, and to my surprise, he defined it in a different way than I had come across before. I used to think that if you're, if you're discipling people, that makes you a disciple maker. Um, but he describes it as if your disciples are making disciples, then you're a disciple multiplier. And that challenged me. Uh, it challenged my, my view of ministry. And, uh, and, I, and I thought, okay, well, do I qualify to be a disciple maker or a disciple multiplier? And technically, if you're going to be technical, yes, I, I did, but just by the skin of my teeth. And so uh, that challenge was humbling, um, but it, it sent me on a trajectory to make disciples who are called and qualified and and equipped to make disciples themselves, because that's really the the work of a disciple maker is to make people who are called to make disciples themselves. We'll talk about your Bible school in just a few moments, but let's talk a little history here, because not everyone will be so familiar with Cape and Ray Australia, part of Torchbearers, which is a global organisation and working with churches. Uh, what do you understand about the history of Cape and Ray and Torchbearers in Australia? Yeah, Torchbearers has had a great history globally. In fact, my grandfather, Major Ian Thomas, which would be familiar to a number of people, uh, he started Torchbearers Ministry in the Lake District of England, um, and, and his first Bible school was in 1947, uh, following World War II, as he was a major in the war. The ministry grew and flourished uh, globally uh, throughout Europe and America, and the centre in Australia has been serving uh, since 19. 19- 
uh, 72 uh, as, a, as, a, as a residential Bible school for young people. And uh, it's been growing and, and flourishing, and we've seen hundreds or thousands of people come through the center who have been um, invested to by the staff and by the teaching of Cape and Ray. And uh, it's great to have a great heritage within that myself. You really do, and I'm humbled to know that you've got that connection there, that you're Ian Thomas's grandson and working here in Australia. So very excited about that. And, uh, and Callum, working with young people in Australia, uh, you've got a little bit of an idea what's going on in the hearts and minds of young people. How do you describe the sort of spiritual condition of typical Australian youth and young people? Mm, it's a great question. It's we're in a we're in a challenging time to be honest. Um, it would I'd love to butter it up, but I also don't want to uh, be talking doom and gloom all the time because there really is hope, and I think that we miss that when we look at the statistics. But the statistics really do help us to see that young people uh, are being invested in, into their life currently, but it's not transferring into further challenges down the track. You can read a, a lot of articles and statistics around the number of people, of young people who have been raised in the church, who are going to university and walking away and stepping away from the church and from their faith. And it's really challenging for churches. And I know it's really humbling because I'm in that position now as an interim youth pastor as well. But we want to see young people who have a faith that are going to, is going to withstand the challenges that are going to come through university and things like that. So faith itself is being challenged. The authenticity of being a Christian, an outspoken Christian, is being challenged. Uh, and, and the tools and the equipping that we've given our young people doesn't look like it's sustaining them into the next phase of life. Well, you have a wonderful organisation, Cape and Ray Australia, and torchbearers, and they sort of go hand in hand. We'll talk Cape and Ray because uh, you've got these Bible schools that operate, and uh, Bible schools that are short-term so that it gives an opportunity for people who don't want to commit for years into going off to a university, a Bible college. But you've got these Bible schools that function, and they have tremendous effect on young people. That sort of short-term but intensive discipleship sets a young life on a good course for life. How do you describe those Bible schools? There is a niche window between high school and university that I think that we can, if we take advantage of that of that window, we can invest uh, into adults. We're not investing into teenagers, we're investing into adults who are then going into life. And so at Cape and Ray, we believe that everybody is called to be a 24-7 evangelist, <laughs> disguised as a mother or disguised as a teacher or disguised as a builder or a plumber. And 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 the training that it takes to be that is, is very little. It, it, um, but it needs to be an, an intentional. And so taking six months to a year following high school to prioritize their faith and prioritize their ministry, whether you're going into becoming a pastor or a theologian is not the question. It's I want to be a Christian in the workforce. I want to be an outspoken believer, regardless of what um, job title I have, um, is, is really important. And so at Cape and Ray, we, we seek to invest in those who might not be called or might not be might not sense the calling just yet to go into full-time vocational ministry, but are just wanting to grow in their own faith outside of their home church, outside of their home environments, but is a great opportunity to 
uh, rub shoulders with young people who are passionate about Jesus from all around the world. And so the center here in Australia is made up of a majority of uh, people from overseas, a lot of Canadians. If you've ever known anything about Cape Henry, we've got a lot of Canadians and Germans and things like that. So the world really does come to us. But the opportunity for a young Australian believer to, to get some really, really solid teaching, but to spend time in community with other young believers is, is really, really special. And Cape and Ray, that evangelical base and working with churches. Now, you're actually not run by any particular denominational church. Cape and Ray is a separate entity, but you work with uh, evangelical and is it, would you how do you describe it like reformed churches uh, what's what's the uh, the base of churches that typically send their young people to one of these bible schools mm, yeah absolutely so as far as churches that will partner with us we've got a very wide funnel um, we describe it as a, as a funnel because it's very broad as far as the students who will come uh, so some so the majority of our students will come from christian backgrounds from christian homes um, predominantly evangelical, um, and though um, it's not restrictive, we, we have a broad funnel, but we're going to preach Christ. We're going to preach the indwelling uh, message of the, of the risen Lord Jesus Christ in, in the believer, and so we're going to preach a very foundational gospel, uh, which is relevant to any denomination, uh, but we do partner with a lot of churches in, in a broad stream. So that gives us great flexibility. Uh, some people it might f- it's like, okay, well, if you don't partner with anybody, who do who does trust you? Uh, but the reputation of, of the ministry really just comes down to the solid Christ of the teaching and the discipleship that happens uh, on campus. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's actually a real positive uh, box to tick, uh, that it's not necessarily denominationally bound, and yet Mm. uh, you've got this broad, as you call it, a funnel of people coming into uh, what is an evangelical foundation for a Bible school. Now, your Bible schools function out of country New South Wales. Uh, As I looked at the map, just inland from Wollongong, uh, that's a wonderful part of the world. Beautiful scenery around there. What to, what can you tell us about the Bible school base? Yeah, it is in a beautiful area. It's in the Southern Highlands, uh, which is about an hour and a half southwest of Sydney, uh, just off the Hume Highway. So if anybody is traveling down that way, I really recommend you take the exit, uh, spend some time in Barrel. It's a local town. Uh, Barrel is a very beautiful area. It's cooler climate, uh, but it just has a great culture, amazing cafes, some beautiful churches as well. And so the centre itself is just between Barrel and Mothvale. And so if you Google it, you'll find it. But the, but the area is beautiful. It's really green and rich. Um, it's just a lovely, lovely place to live. Um, and so the campuses all live on site. So the students live together, they eat together, uh, they have a work day together, they study together. And so the, what the benefit is of a community-based Bible school is that you you can't run away from people. <laughs> it sounds like a problem, but it's really, really good because you see people's masks come down and they have to wrestle with this stuff and they have to deal with other people who have different ideas about things. And that's a brilliant place to do it because it's a safe place to do it. So the teaching is always going to be, going to be supported and every student has a one-to-one discipleship partner. So somebody who is on staff or somebody who we trust in the local community comes in and meets with a student on a weekly basis to invest in them and to ask them how they're doing and, and to see how the studies are going and, and how they're dealing with their roommates and things like that. So the, the, the campus is beautiful. It's got a great view over the winter 
Caribbean River, and so it's ice. It's you feel like you can get away from the world, but you've got great access to the nearby town for cafes and things, and then also access to Sydney and Wollongong. And the focus is on young men and women, and this idea of a disciple multiplier uh, in your hands. You've got people who are coming, and it's an intensive time of discipleship. And at the end of the course, uh, you've got more discipleship multipliers that you're releasing into their context within their church communities. That's right, exactly. And our hope is not to keep them for ourselves, though we'd love to do that because we see every student undergo an amazing transformation in faith and in life and spiritual maturity and all those great things and great experience of ministry as well because they get their hands dirty. And so at the end of the program, it's tempting to suggest that they stay, but our heart really is that they go, that they, um, in our terms, become torchbearers, um, bearers of the light of Jesus. We realize that we ourselves aren't the light. Uh, Jesus is the light, but as he is living through us, as he is shining through us, um, they can be torchbearers in their local communities. And so we want them to go back into their home church. We want them to go back into the universities and their friend groups and their soccer teams so that they can shine the light of Jesus in those communities. And so though we would love them to stay, we know that they're called to go back home. And wherever that means that they've got this foundation of Jesus, he's trustworthy, he's always going to be there. And, uh, and great experiences of travel as well, um, if, if they're not from the area. Uh, and so I hope, and, and, our, and what we've seen is a movement of young people spread across the globe who have a foundation of Jesus and an understanding of the indwelling, risen Jesus Christ in their life. And, uh, and it's exciting to see where they're going on from there, into business, into families, into church ministry, into wherever God has for them. It's an open plate, and it's really exciting to follow them and, and see where God takes them in the future. Well, Callum Thomas, just great getting an update from you. And the grandson of the founder of Torchbearers, Ian Thomas. And we're talking about Cape and Ray, Australia, and their short-term Bible schools. Uh, Cape and Ray Torchbearers Australia, if you're wondering how to contact them, here's the website, capenrayaustralia.org. That's capenrayaustralia.org. Spelling's a little bit tricky, but if you get it close, it'll come up when you Google it. C-A-P-E-R-N-W-R-A-Y, Australia.org. Callum Thomas, Disciple Multiplier, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for your time. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.